Welcome to Layout. Layout is a podcast about design, technology, and everything else. This week, we talk about some of the announcements that Figma made at Config, and we cover our thoughts on Apple's spring-loaded event. Our sponsor this week is Around. They're super awesome. Check them out at around.co. Let's get to the show. What a what a week for designers and nerds. Yes. It's Wednesday and we've had an Apple event. We've had Figma, you know, config. Uh, and it's only Wednesday. We're recording this Wednesday night. <laughs> wow. It feels like there's been more news this week so far than there has been like, for the rest of the beginning of the year. <laughs> yes. I've had a cup of coffee at 6 p.m. So, you know, it's one of those days. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, yeah. Good stuff. It's exciting. So, yeah. So much to talk about. I feel so much super about. excited for the show. I think I've never wanted to do this show more than I do <laughs> wow. now in a long time. <laughs> it's just like, wow, like, there's so many things I want to I wanna nerd out about. So, yeah. yeah. Well, then let's not wait, waste any more time and let's start with follow-up. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no, I don't want to spend time on follow-up, but I just want to point this out. Uh, because we did talk about Apple Fitness Plus, right? Remember? Mm-hmm. And Deb's, my, my wife, uh, is doing that like every day. And she's pregnant. And they've just released, uh, I think this week, like Monday or something. They've announced and released a whole new, what do they call it? A, a collection of workouts. I don't know what they call it. Uh, but a whole thing for just workouts just made for uh, pregnant ladies, which is incredible and which and super timely for us. And so you know how they always have like three trainers and they all do variations, right? Uh-huh. So for these, each trainer does a variation, like one for appropriate for the first trimester of pregnancy, oh. another for the second, and another for the third. Wow, that's really which cool. Which is so cool. Yeah. So cool. Yeah, I, I thought about devs right away when I saw this. I was like, could not be more perfect. <laughs> there you go. Uh, that I think that was a nice touch. That's great. They really didn't. I wasn't expecting this like this early into the service because mm-hmm. it feels so niche. But um, yeah, cool. No, this is great. We also had some follow up from Austin. So listener Austin said that um, to add links in Notes on uh, the app on iOS. You can do that by pasting the link and then editing the URL. So, like, you go on the URL and you just go sort of, like, backspace, backspace. Yeah. <laughs> and then type in whatever you want. And then it'll keep the URL, but essentially let you replace all of the text. Um, so, it's not super intuitive or, you know, discoverable, but it's a workaround. So, yeah. I appreciate that. And I did not know that. So, that's a good tip. Thanks for, for sharing that. Yeah. Again, I still want them to revise that. Same. <laughs> this, uh, I wouldn't call it. Yeah. But uh, great to know. Cool, cool, cool. All right. Actually, I know we have a lot of stuff to talk Like We're going to talk about the Apple event. But uh, config just happened. It's like it's happening as we as we record this. Designer WWDC. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, have you have you been checking, uh, you know, following the updates and the releases? So I have sort of <laughs> so i actually mm. didn't have power here for half of today because construction Ooh. uh <laughs> so i was like trying to follow along on my phone and i wasn't quite sure like where's the where's the live stream like what are the how do i best follow this but i did play a little bit with uh fig jam somehow i always want to say figma jam but <laughs> fig jam <laughs> uh mm-hmm. and it's really great so super excited it's so fun curious to see what other announcements they 
they come out with. So this was leaked by uh, Jane Wong, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yep. we kind of knew they were working on something like this. And it's I think it's perfect for the product. Like these type of uh, whiteboarding, you know, whiteboard apps, stuff like Miro and Whimsical and stuff like that. Like there was already uh, uncomfortable overlap with Figma. Like if you were yeah. a designer used to Figma, you kind of just want to use Figma anyways. <laughs> But I don't think they needed to go that extra mile to make it uh, approachable and reasonable for non-designers. Because um, like you can add st- sticky notes, sure, create a sticky note component, you know, and go to the component level. You could do some of that stuff, but not ideal. So this makes a lot of sense for them. Uh, and I was pleasantly surprised by the like the little implementation details. I, I feel like it's so it's way cuter than it needed to be, <laughs> and I I'm here for it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really nice. I I think something that we've said maybe a, a, a few times about Figma is it's sort of traditionally been very utilitarian, like almost mm-hmm. to a fault. <laughs> uh, and FigJam seems like it's bringing a lot of the fun of design into this, and like yeah, has a lot of really cool new dare I say innovative features. <laughs> Like, I think the comments on your, your cursor feature is just so cool. Uh, you can do these reactions. Yeah. Love radial, radial menus. Incredible. Uh, love the little, like, emotes, like, reactions, you know, when, like, little emojis fly around. That's cool. Uh, love the little stamps and the, that interaction. Of, like, if you hold, it just grows and, like, that's a little animation thing. Yeah. Just love the little toolbar at the bottom and how not sterile it looks. Like it has some depth to it. Right. It has some some skeuomorphism there. I say uh, so. Yeah, it's lovely. Yeah, I love it. I uh, hopefully we can get someone from the Figma team on the show at some point. Yeah, maybe yeah. next episode. Maybe another one. But I would love to to dive into the details of this with them. One question I had for you about Fig Jam. Hmm. Um, hmm. Because I think it's kind of interesting that they decided to build it as sort of like its own file format, Mm -hmm. basically. Like it's its own thing with its own tools versus just building in sort of these additional features into Figma itself. Mm -hmm. Do you like that approach or do you kind of wish like I could type these, you know, the the comments on, on my cursor? Like, why isn't that in the normal Figma? Like, I don't know. Yeah, good question. I'm not sure. Part of me likes that it's a separate contained thing because I wouldn't want a thousand of like stamps all over my mocks, my beautiful immaculate mocks. <laughs> and I, I, so there's a lot of that that I don't want. And I don't want to promote that, like just mess around and doodle around and stuff when it's quote unquote, like real work, important work potentially. But I would like for them to bring maybe some of that common like components and interaction to Figma because I feel like the comments in Figma, Figma proper, they're you know they could be better. So and I feel like some of these comments are better, like the little chat bubbles and reactions. Like if you just effectively redesign or improve the comment section, bringing some of that stuff that you did with FigJam to Figma proper would probably be. I think that would be good. But yeah, part of me now feels like I would want it to be a separate thing. You. Yeah, that's that's really interesting. I don't know. I'm not so sure because hmm. personally, I find a lot of the features I would love to see them in alongside my design files, right? Like a lot of at least how we've been using Figma, like our our Figma files have 
tons of pages and have like some content like where it's literally just like one giant like text field where we're like writing uh, on content almost like google doc style Mm -hmm. and there's some like uh prioritization going on there's some like it's all inside the one file so you can like find it all in one place and now it's kind of like breaking out where like some of them will be in a separate file still within the same app like granted like we're saving we're saving a step here But, like, part of me kind of wishes it could just all be in there together. And then on the other hand, I find features like post-it notes. Hey, like, post-it notes would totally be useful, like, alongside files that I can put these little, like, post-it note reminders or, like, you know, Mm -hmm. things in there. The arrows would totally be helpful right like yes. there's lo- lots of plugins <laughs> that all they do they do is they do these little like nice arrows to point in between screens right like that would be so useful the commenting feature that would be so useful in fe- so like yeah I-, I i started with the same point of view as i oh no no no, this is like a different thing this is like a, a whimsical or whatever but the more i think about it the more i'm like yeah, but I want all those same features in Figma anyways. <laughs> um, and so then I'm kind of like, I don't know. It'll be interesting. Like maybe they have a, a, a different vision for this that I'm not mm-hmm. seeing. And, and that's why I'm like, hey, like why aren't all those things merged? But I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how, how this evolves. Yeah. No, it's a good point. I think you're, you're making me turn around on this one. Because, uh, yeah, I've, I can think of... There were so many times in where I wish I had a little, like, marker feature in Figma just to quickly annotate something. Which, again, I don't... Like, I don't want those to be, like, layers, vector layers around in the file. Because the files are already so messy. I don't want to add that. But, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. So, okay, let me, let me rephrase this. I'll say that yeah, I would like to bring to have these features in figma but i don't think the way figma is set up right now i don't think you will it can take it gracefully if you will right it would be messy to add those. yeah that's fair yeah all right uh what else uh they they announced the uh the new mobile apps which i i, I managed to get uh, in the betas both android and ios i just play with them super quick and actually i got like it reminded me again that I wish uh, they they could have the new updated devices in their frames thing in the presentation uh, ones. Mm. Like I'm sure they're working on it. I'm sure, but like it was just again, it was like shining a spotlight on the that issue or <laughs> the annoyance. But it's good. I love that I'll be able to browse through files yes. from my phone, so I don't just have to mirror. Yeah. That is incredible. Actually, I built a whole app called Frames for Framer, <laughs> like way back in the day that did just that. Like, let me save prototypes. So that's awesome. That is really, really, really great. Yeah. And I really wish there's a, there's a point where it just connects on the iPad with Figma Jam or fi- Fig Jam. <laughs> I was getting wrong. Right. But like, this is begging for Apple Pencil support <laughs> to roll like scribble true. stuff out in meetings. True, 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 true. Yeah. Excited to see them take mobile not that they're not taking it seriously but like invest more actively in, in mobile because i think there's lots that they can do there and then the then the there's a little teased uh like audio calling in the file i wasn't sure if it was just fig jam or also it's going to be in figma but it'll, it'll it'll be nice like if you're you know when you're like in your file and you see someone else's cursor like oh hi and then you always wave your cursor i don't know if you do this like you always wave the cursor around <laughs> yeah I actually learned the other day from someone that it can cause tremendous amounts of anxiety. 
Oh no! <laughs> like I mean, I, I have so many Figma files open, and I was just like trying to see like something from like a file that we had discussed because someone asked me a question. Uh-huh. I'm just like in the file, and I just like had the window open, kind of like the background, <laughs> and then I get I start getting messages like, "Why are you in the file?" Oh no! <laughs> like, oh my god, I'm so nervous. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, you shouldn't be nervous. <laughs> like, that's totally cool, you know." <laughs> oh see so this audio thing might be a cool instead of just waving your cursor around you can like i assume quickly start an audio say hey what's up yeah just just checking for that one mock-up to add to a slide or whatever yeah Um, or like or like people writing like in red letters like oh this isn't final or oh i'm still (laughs) still editing this and i'm always like oh don't worry about it (laughs) like don't worry about me Yeah. I've added a big uh just a hand emoji as a component so I quickly do like hand bring a component a hand and then drag it so we can high five. <laughs> nice. Um yeah, <laughs> that's cool. Okay. So the little audio thing might be cool to just quickly ask a question or see especially when you see someone uh in the file at the same time. Might be cool. And uh yeah, I mean, what else? Am I missing anything? I mean, those are the things that I saw, but to be to be honest, like I wasn't glued to my Twitter to see, to see what was what was up. So they've uh, oh, they've bumped the the multiplayer cap from 50 people to 500. I didn't even know there was a cap at 50. I never yeah, reached same. that. <laughs> but I guess Netflix will be happy. I don't know. <laughs> and uh, oh, yeah, of course, uh, branching, right? That's a big one. Oh, yeah, I saw that, yeah. but I I didn't see any details. I just saw someone tweet like, oh, we've been working on this for forever. I saw I saw Dylan's uh, demo, so I saw the talk. Uh, so, you know, he used the, the uh, design library, like file, uh, which is a good, I think, good use case or example to use this feature. And so, but, but I believe it's, you know, any file. You can uh, create a branch, do all the changes. It's just like in the, you know, like in the file name, you just have like, Effectively, another breadcrumb, another mm-hmm. thing with a with a branch name. Okay, um, and so people can also like switch to whatever other branches. So you can still have multiplayer, and it, it just looks like a regular file. Mm-hmm. And you do changes there, and then you can do merge with main or whatever, and you get a little uh, cool modal with like review the changes. You can see every component what changed, what has been added. You can review like accept or whatever. So it's it's nice. I I honestly didn't think they would go here. They would they would embrace this, you know, to be fair, this next level of complexity, I think in 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 branches. That was like always the, you know, the the whole idea of abstract, right? Yep. They were very much embracing the git uh workflow and uh and it I always felt like Figma was not interested in that at all cuz um even like the concept of file like it was something that Figma was, you know, not into. Uh, and I think it, it helped them uh, a lot. Uh, but it's interesting to see them embrace this. It is like a more nerdy term and, and, and concept, but you know you can't really deny its its advantages and its power because developers have been using that forever. And so I welcome addition. Honestly, I always am scared to do any changes to our library files. <laughs> Um, especially like as I'm working on right. something, I want to add a component, but like as I'm doing it, I don't want to publish it, but I actually want to use it in this other file. Mm. Ooh, I wonder if you could, let's say that you're working on a, on a new branch in your library file. On a separate file, and while you're working maybe on a new feature, I wonder if you can pull components from a separate branch as well. That'd be interesting. Yeah. So do you, so do you think that is the main use case 
to basically work on your your library library file yeah i think so like that's that's the most obvious one right but uh like i don't know how you know i, I can see this in a, in a team that maybe they just use like the main like mobile designs file and maybe they've been using a bunch of different pages for all the different versions uh if that's how you have your styles, uh, your file set up maybe this would be a good way to instead of doing all that stuff to to iterate in push updates and stuff so you keep mm-hmm. the main branch is there any concept of merging so like let's say yeah. so presumably like there's you take a file it's in its current state that's the same for everyone you take one version you create a branch i take a version i take i create a branch we're both working on things and then like you merge and then i merge and then so both of these changes are able to like get reconciled right yeah for sure uh i don't know about like effectively rebasing because <laughs> um, you can work on my branch as well right like that's yes uh but in this case if you're if you're merging you know if you have branch a which is your main and you, i work on b and you work on c if we both try to merge it with a yes like they showed a little uh, review modal thing like to see which new components you're adding uh, and it was very much focused on components so i don't know if you just have like frames you know, loose frames. I don't know if it's part of like the change log, if you will. Mm. But uh, yeah, they did they did demo that case, like of the the merge process. Nice, cool. I'll be excited to check it out. Cool. Uh, me too. Right now, you, it's only available for orgs, and it can sign up for a beta. I'm not. I, I think at Superlist now we're not in an org plan. <laughs> just the teams. We're an org, so you can try it. Uh, cool. All right. Anything else on config? Or uh, or should we move to talk about Apple stuff? I think we're good. Cool. All right. Let's get into the Apple stuff. Apple stuff. Actually, (laughs) before we do, though, once again, second week, Around is back to sponsor this show, and we're so happy that they are. Um, So if you haven't, you know, if this is the first time you're hearing about Around, oh boy, you're in for a treat. So I don't know if you heard about this, but we're going through unprecedented times. Precedented? Never heard of it. I hear the world looks a bit different. Uh, and I know that a lot of people now are doing a lot of remote calls, a lot of meetings, a lot of collaboration via the internet. And most uh, video calls, like apps and services, they're designed for meetings. And Around is not. Around is a new uh, video call solution designed for like collaboration, working with other people. So you're not going to have a big-ass window with a bunch of little video feeds and faces uh, effectively taking your whole screen. Uh, you're going to have this totally unobtrusive UI of people's little chat bubbles faces floating around so you can still focus on your work, right? And I mentioned collaboration. It's awesome. So you can be on your Figma file, you know, and working together with other people. You can be working on presentations or like right now you can be recording a podcast in where... You want to see your co-host and be in a call with them, but you also want to look at your show notes and look at all of your tabs open to make sure you don't say anything silly. (laughs) And I was going to say also, we're totally going to say silly things anyways, (laughs) even for looking at notes, but you know what we're talking about. That's true. That's true. (laughs) Hey, around does not prevent you to say say silly things. (laughs) Uh, yeah, but it's it's honestly a totally original uh, video calling solution, and I'm all here for it. I don't know if you listened to last uh, last week's episode. They also were a sponsor. 
we, you know, Kevin and I, we used to use uh, Google Meet uh, in Hangouts to have this call and record our podcast. And as soon as we try this app, goodbye, Google Meet. Hello around. We've been recording. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. Kevin is reacting with a GIF. The owl, like, oh, my God, surprise GIF. Because that's another thing you can do. On your little chat bubble, you can have reactions. You can, like, wave a little you know, wave your hand. You can raise your hand if you want to speak. You can replace your entire video with a silly GIF, which is exactly what Kevin did. And he did get a reaction out of me. It's so fun. Right? It is so fun. It's so well designed. Their product is incredibly well designed. The level of polish is absolutely incredible. Like every right? detail has been thought through. It's such a joy to use. Like it's literally like it's fun to be on a call and feels so much less exhausting that way because they have all these features and it's so thoughtful 100 also if you watch the apple event and i hope you you, you did because we're going to talk about it uh one of the big features of a whole new top of the line ipad pro is when you're on a call the camera can pan around and keep you centered well guess what around has that and it has that for a while now <laughs> that if you use it around you can move around uh <laughs> Kevin is reacting with Tim Cook gifts. Uh, you can move around and the camera is going to make sure that you are cropped and centered in your little chat bubble. Um, not just moving around, but like if I move back, look, I'm further back and the camera is zooming on my face. Uh, and if I zoom in, it like pulls back a little bit. It's incredible. So it's such a little, you know, good details. So, okay, I've been talking about them for a while. If you're not convinced, oh my God, I don't know what else to say. Go check them out. Go check their webpage. Their landing page is so, so well designed. So nicely done. Go to around.co. That's around.co. Check them out. Try their products. Uh, like on the next time you're collaborating with a designer friend or whoever, uh, give them a, hey, I heard about uh, this other tool on a podcast. You want to try it out real quick so I can check that, that, that panning around feature? And they'll say, absolutely, because I hear that it's cool and I trust Rafa and Kevin. And uh, yeah, also search, uh, search Twitter. Uh, they're at around underscore HQ on Twitter. Search for their, their username and see what people are saying because people are saying a lot of nice things. No one is paying anyone to say nice things, right? I'm not reading a script, by the way. So, anyway, check them out. Uh, and our huge, huge thanks. We're so happy to have around sponsored uh, our little podcast. Thank you. Boom. Thanks. Okay, Apple event. Here's what I'm going to do. As we're going to talk about things, at any point, uh, we're going to say if we are planning to buy this stuff. <laughs> okay, good. The, the item. And as we do, I'll just ring a bell anytime. Like, yep, something made it to our to our cart. <laughs> what do you say? We try to go like in order as stuff was yep. announced. We can probably blast through the first three. <laughs> Let's not talk about purple iPhones. Although, what? looks Rafa, cool. I'm getting one. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> no, no you're not. <laughs> purple iPhone uh, looks cool. I mean, I like the the video that they made for it. Still think that the mm-hmm. colors should be more saturated. Like they're kind of pale and muted. But in this case, it goes along with the rest of the lineup. Yes, it right? is. Yeah. And it, so. it kind of felt like, oh, yeah, we we had planned this color <laughs> like 
for the launch, but actually couldn't like finish it in time. And now we have a warehouse full full of these that we need to get rid of. So there you go, purple iPhones. Mm, purple. I do love it though. Love the color. Yeah, it's. Good. Uh, I kind of wish that they they just also had a I guess less saturated but also purple uh, Pro model. Mm, interesting. Yeah, but I guess pros don't like colors, do they? So. Well, we'll get into that later, <laughs> but I think that's true. Uh huh. <laughs> um, if you're pro, you're serious, and if you're serious, you 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 just wear black. Um, uh, Apple Card for families. This seems great. I don't care. <laughs> we neither of us have it in our country, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dude, on my bingo card, opening the event talking about how they're trying to address the credit score situation in the u.s like that was not on my list right i was not i did not expect that <laughs> when, when tim said apple card <laughs> i was like wait a minute is he talking about apple car <laughs> like we're five minutes into this apple event <laughs> we're already talking about the car i was like oh he means the card okay never mind it comes in purple <laughs> yeah uh speaking of purple uh, they also announced mm. a lot of changes to Apple Podcasts. What do you think about this? Oh, yeah, that's true. I didn't even have my notes. Um, I guess. I don't I don't know. Even though we're involved in the podcasting world, right? I think <laughs> that's exactly well, that's what we're doing right now. Uh, I don't we've always been pretty like conservative in in a way like OG traditional in the way we record podcasts. Even the format of this podcast is very much like you know, haven't changed. Hasn't changed, and we never really tried or experimented with any uh, listener-based like uh, subscription support, Patreons, anything. We never asked for you know any money from our listeners, except when we sold stickers. That was interesting. Um, and even then, the, even like, then, all the profits went into paying for the stickers. So, <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> so, so let's just say that like I don't have a lot of either experience or even strong opinions uh, on that on that whole thing. And, and that was mostly what they focused on. It's on that, like the, a way to offer your listeners uh, paid content. Actually, I'm not like, I'm, I'm still not sure about the details. Like, I don't know what, what kind of, what kind of content can you offer? Is this a separate feed, like podcast feed? Can you offer more stuff? Uh, I know you can make a podcast like behind a paywall, Um and maybe like offer an episode or two for free or something like that. Um, so it's interesting to see Apple try anything really in the podcast world. But like this is really it, it makes me it makes me uncomfortable a little bit when I see all these companies try to uh, take control of this, like like Spotify is doing and all this stuff. Uh, in a way, for for me, it kind of threatens the openness. Uh, and cleanliness of the podcasting model um so i don't i don't know how, how how do you feel yeah i mean i feel kind of similar to you although i'm not too worried I'm, my feeling on this is i don't think this is going to take off <laughs> um mm-hmm. it's i mean if any client like wants to start doing this apple podcasts is probably the biggest one but the the challenge with these like uh, podcast app driven uh you know subscription formats is that well you're locked into that one podcast client right so even if you and i like we wanted we were like okay we have this great idea for 
something that we want to offer to listeners who want to pay money, whether that's like no ads or that's additional episodes or, or whatever. I don't think we could even do this all through Apple Podcasts, right? Because tons of our listeners use other apps to listen to the show. And I, I also don't use the Apple Podcast app, right? Yeah, um, and how willing would I be to switch to an app? Like not even switch for all my podcasts, but even say like, hey, there's this one podcast that I care about that has this subscription only in Apple Podcasts. Honestly, I would probably not do it, right? Like any mm -hmm. podcast that becomes like a spotify exclusive i'm like well that podcast is dead to me now right <laughs> like see but but if if you're joe rogan or whatever the, it's a different story this is a move more to stop spotify in its tracks because right now like that's a big pull from spotify for content creators and even publishers like hey we offer all of this monetization story if you want to use it and even for like advertisers They also offer more stats and whatever in uh, potentially at some point, or uh, actually they might be doing this right now, like dynamic ad insertion and stuff like that. So, and Apple never offered anything. So if let's say Joe Rogan wanted to start monetizing some of his content, uh, he could either spin up his own custom solution, like Dithering, you know, the, those uh, fellows are doing and, and how most people are doing, they create these, Like ATP, right? Like go to our site. Uh, we're gonna probably incorporate Stripe or whatever. Have you have ourselves like manage users and payments and all that stuff, and then try to offer you a unique private RSS feed. So then you take that and you go back to your client and add that yourself. It's a lot of work and there's a lot of friction for both the creators and the the listeners, the users. So I feel like this is Apple just saying, hey. You don't have to abandon ship. You don't have to leave this. You can keep things as is, and also use our own uh, our own system to to start charging. Um, yeah, yeah. But I just think that for a lot of podcasters, it's like asking all of your audience to go to Apple Podcasts is like a tall order. <laughs> I guess, especially in our niche, it's the shortest order of all the players because it is the biggest player. Yeah, no, exactly. Exactly. It's it's the one that has the best chance of doing that, but even then my feeling on this is for our types of of audiences, the podcast client usage is fragmented enough that even the most popular one, it's not like 90%, right? So yeah. so I don't know. Like I and and then like you get to a point where okay, like maybe you do want to use the Apple Podcast subscription for the maybe 50% of your listeners who use that, but then you also want to have another <laughs> another way to subscribe for others. And now you're ma maintaining these two services, like doubling your work. I don't know. Like, I'm not sure how effective it gets at a certain point. One thing that I think would yeah. be interesting for Apple to do here, and it is a little complicated, but <laughs> presumably, like Apple, you know, they own the OS, Right. Um, and there's, there's not really anything that could provide, that could prevent them from creating APIs for third party developers like Overcast and Castro and whatever to be able to play and subscribe to these like Apple podcasts, uh, ex like not exclusive podcasts, but like these premium paid shows. So like imagine if I could, 
still see those shows in other clients that are not Apple Podcasts. And I could still like Overcast could say, hey, here's like the button, like some some sort of button that like launches a system provided sheet for me to pay for that podcast. And then it can play through Overcast. Um, but there's like some sort of like Apple API that that enables that like secure transfer to make sure it's sort of like a, an in-app purchase, I guess, at this point. I think the economics of that are kind of tricky because it's like a lot of work. What's in it for Apple? Well, what's in, in this for Apple is they can say, hey, this, those subscriptions actually work in basically virtually any client for iPhone. See, but for the content creators in that case the fragmentation in ios is it doesn't fix it even if it's less fragmented on one platform like ios that enough doesn't fix the whole fragmentation problem because you have to include android in that it doesn't fix the, the entirety of it but it, like it gets it gets you closer i think like it, it, uh, and i agree like you're you're right <laughs> that there's always going to be that that fragmentation but i guess i was just thinking of what are some ways that apple could do to try to reduce that yeah yeah i don't see a because otherwise like there's a point where they just become like a a patreon i guess at this point and it just like works for everything but i think that's that's the challenge of this is that it's so uh, linked into the podcast app and the podcast app i mean no no offense if you're using it but i've tried to play around with it a little bit like after the announcement it's still like a pretty maddening app to use. I, I feel like it's still pretty far behind other apps in terms uh-huh. of like browsing the catalog, in terms of like, in my opinion, essential features for, for listening to podcasts, like uh, the smart speed and voice boost. Like these things are just so important to me that I just can't use an app that doesn't have those features. But it's it's good enough for the vast majority of people like it's not a bad app the problem is i'm not sure that the vast majority of people want to pay for podcasts right like i feel like the people who want to pay for podcasts are the same kind of people who care about those things <laughs> i don't know i'm not see i'm not sure i, I think th- there is an overlap but i don't see that being the same because like these content creators can have a big pull yeah i guess it's like a... all of a sudden oprah has a podcast paid podcast or you know or you know Barack obama has its own thing or whoever because i feel like it's not really the apple nerds podcast shows stuff that we listen to that have shows two hours long just talking about wwdc and stuff um i think it's you know it's it's the big celebrities it's the big publishers and stuff so no not entirely sure but uh i can see that Do you, do you see yourself subscribing to a podcast on Apple Podcasts? Is there a celebrity that could do a could do a podcast that you'd want to pay for? Like no, but maybe let's say like if I if let's say that Dithering, which is one of the two podcasts that I pay for or have paid for, um, if they offer like okay, you can do the thing with our own you know website and subscribe there and whatever, or just subscribe on Apple Podcasts. You know what? I might do it in Apple Podcasts. Interesting. Uh, yeah. All right. Even though their 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 whole system was really good. Cool. Uh, like way of subscribing, but yeah. All right. Should we move on? Let's move Oof. on. Is this show going to be four hours? <laughs> yeah. We spent way um, more time on podcasts than I was expecting. <laughs> true. But you know, this is a podcast. It's very meta. Uh, all right. AirTags. It feels like a lot of the things I wanted to say about AirTags, we said it last week. 
based on all the rumors. Like it's, there were almost no surprises here. One of the the few things that I was surprised um, uh, to see was uh, that they have a standard like little battery. Um, yeah, you know the watch battery thing we were wondering about that last episode yeah true i had no idea what the whole charging story was going to be and uh, it turns out it's a single uh, battery that you can buy in supermarkets and it'll last you for around a year uh so that's cool uh i like to see like all the things of try to prevent you track people right so if they detect like this item is on the move with this person that has this ios device and it's not their owner like uh maybe we'll, i think it'll ping alert the 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 iphone user or maybe we'll even play a little sound or something but you'll let them know i do wonder if there's a way to disable those things that the person could say like i know that's fine <laughs> like for example oh i'm sure i'm sure like for example i have one of these on my keys and then i i give my keys to my boyfriend for a day because i'm like hey you know i don't know what we're doing but um right. it'd be annoying if if my air tag is just beeping all day <laughs> because maybe you can see like if you if you have yeah if it's someone on your contact list or whatever yeah exactly hopefully you're you're able to say like yeah i like that kevin is tracking me what did you think of the ad uh <laughs> it was fun but it was not my favorite ad of the of the day let's let's put it at that i liked it um it was fun i mean what else there's a 400 dollar hermes earring so other surprises for me was price the price was like cheaper than i think we expected 29 dollars for one true uh, what did i say 69 yeah nice. yeah um uh, <laughs> way off so yeah like we were thinking double the price uh which which is looking like we're gonna end up at around that like around the 69 dollars mark with the accessory that you need to hook mm. it on to something but they do look really nice. Like they have one that's like sort of like a key ring that seems really interesting. Uh, that'd be curious to try. There's the Hermes one. <laughs> Crazy expensive. $400. But oh well. This is just this is just luxury. Like they can charge whatever amounts of money and who cares. Yeah. Uh, that's fine. Uh, I like the, I like the, the little UI to, with the arrow, like yep. the, the compass thing. Uh, interesting. Interesting UI. Uh, I also, yeah, they didn't show that the thing you, you mentioned or it was, yeah, that AR UI. AR. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, it's not a big jump from, from this UI to AR. So just see the arrow. Yep. Seems cool. I'm willing to try it. I think I'm, I think I'm going to get one. Same. Just try it. Uh, you're getting one. Yeah. Okay. Add it to cart. I'll, I'll, I'll buy, I'll buy the, the four pack. Oh, really? Nice. Yeah. Uh, and I guess I'll, I'll. I'm thinking, of course, I'll buy also a key ring and put it on my keys. Yep. And I'll probably buy like a little loop or something and, I don't know, put it in my backpack. I was thinking of somehow, I don't know if I can uh, find a good way to do this, but somehow I'll put it on my camera, maybe on a little strap. Mm. It's just one of those things, like I don't always take my backpack when I take my camera out. So right. it's one of those things I really don't want to lose. Um, and uh, yeah, maybe find a way to put one on my bike hmm. and maybe on my cat. And then when my baby is born, I'm my baby. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Cool. I mean, what else? I don't think there's anything else. It's it's what we thought it would be. Um, cheaper than we thought it would I, be. Yeah. I, I'm so uh, happy that it got announced because we can finally <laughs> stop talking about AirTags. I know. <laughs> it's been two years. Two years since the first leak. That's we, we had seen 
basically everything <laughs> about them. So, air tags, That's check, true. done. We can move on. <laughs> check. And let's move on to Apple TV. Uh, they kept the same name, which always tripped me up because it would say Apple TV 4K. And I thought they were talking about the older model. Right. Uh, nope, they kept the same name, Apple TV 4K. Uh, I think they will keep the 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 non 4K which now they're calling Apple TV HD model around uh why for $149 still what are they doing oh actually no wait 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 so the i just checked the Apple TV HD also has a new remote and i think it's updated it just doesn't support 4K i don't know it's very confusing um huh but anyway uh it it has the faster processor which is like i don't understand what this does like it, rarely i felt like my apple tv like ah this processor is so slow uh so i feel like this whole new processing power i feel like this is only half of the story and the other half is going to be shown at wwdc with a tvos update because i'm like why do i need all this power for uh you know yeah uh can you make the hbo app not crash every time i watch something That'd be great. Uh, and then the new remote, which I think it's like really the only big difference here. Um, uh, oh, except that now you can airplay like HDR content or whatever. Hmm. I was actually surprised to see the new remote and like the new quote unquote new Apple TV here. I was not really expecting that. Really? You thought they would update the hardware and keep the remote? No, I didn't think they would update the hardware at all. <laughs> <laughs> Um, interesting because there, there were th- that rumor that um there was like going to be a, this new remote because they've updated a string of text somewhere and then people uh-huh. ended up like showing oh this is actually this like weird remote that apple has made in collaboration with these um i don't know they stopped yeah. calling it the siri remote right and they call it something else yeah yeah but there, there's basically this like other kind of remote with more buttons for um like tv companies i guess i Mm. I don't know i don't know exactly what it is but um so i thought this was it uh but yeah so new remote i think that that's definitely the most interesting piece of apple tv like (laughs) like you said we're not gonna notice the the difference in the chip and part of me just thinks apple's just like done with making whatever like the old chip (laughs) that was an apple tv they're like all right like just time to move it along like not for the benefit to us but to the benefit of apple of like hey we don't want to keep <laughs> like all of the having to fab this yeah. exactly all the fabs around for making this like ancient chip um so <laughs> like time to to ancient it. um it's ancient yeah ancient. <laughs> show title um <laughs> So, yeah, new remote. What do you think about this remote? So, I think 99% of people I saw on Twitter were like, take my money. This is it. This is everything we wanted for the longest time. Apple's finally, finally did it. They fixed it. Uh, of course, just by looking at it, right, it feels chunkier and, and probably heavier. So, in terms of ergonomics, I'm not sure how that'll feel. But also, I mean... How bad can it feel? I think that's not an issue. Uh, I think I think I'm I'm I like it. I think it's going to solve most of the issues people have with the other Siri remote. Um, and there were, if I had to to summarize, like there's two big issues that people have with this remote. One is that 
it's almost impossible to tell which way is up, right? So because it's almost symmetrical, mm-hmm. it's all black. So you have very little to go for, like trying to to orient it correctly. In this one, I think fixes that because you you know, even weight wise, I I'm pretty sure it's actually heavier on one side probably. But anyway, it's so that it's, it, this is not an issue anymore. And second is the whole touchpad trackpad area. Um, it's very sensitive. So sometimes you just like you touch it, uh, and all of a sudden you started like it interprets that as a little swipe and so now the play pause thing like you're scrubbing through your yeah. video or whatever and that is annoying so i think this will sell, solve both of those main issues and so i think it's a big improvement i like that i, I was secretly afraid that it would just get rid of the whole touchpad interface but i'm happy they didn't because i still think there's a lot of usefulness there uh like to very quickly scroll through a list uh right like a, just a big swipe mm-hmm. and uh, that, that I think that's awesome, but yeah, sometimes I just want to have like one little tick, and I have to I have to like pay attention. Like, okay, just a little tiny sw- swipe, don't go too far. Um, so having the the D pad is a welcome addition, I, I think. Yeah, no, and, and like you said, like they they solved again so many so many little things. Uh, they added the ability to like just turn on and off the tv from the remote which i think is really nice you could always do that right you could press the the menu button to turn on the tv and then you can hold the tv button and then press uh turn off to turn off the tv but you know what i do these things all the time like i have turned off the tv literally every time i use it right like every day sometimes multiple times a day it is nicer to have a dedicated button for that like why not have it and this one this one does so that's nice. Yeah, that's actually the only thing that I feel like in the way that I use it, I would actually prefer not to have it <laughs> because it kind of ruins the whole the whole symmetry. Well, it does. <laughs> so that that's one thing about this it remote. Ugly. It looks a little steampunk. <laughs> <laughs> like even they they've updated the the control center UI with the new icon. The other one was so yeah. elegant. <laughs> this one is like asymmetrical. It has weird buttons yeah. in weird places. Like it's a little. It has a Siri button on the side. Yeah, like it is definitely optimizing for function over form, which is exactly what we wanted, right? Like this. Right. This right. is fine, um, but I I can see how like they just they probably like this could have been something that they came up with before, but they swung the pendulum a little bit too far down the mm. yeah but make it more aesthetic right because as soon as you do that then you end back up to where we were in the old one so here it's like okay like let's let's move that like more to the the functional side and we get this um i'll, I'll be curious to try it like the one thing that i'm yeah still unsure about i'm giving them the benefit of the doubt so probably it'll be fine but I think it is still a reduction in size for the trackpad. And I'm going to be curious as yeah. someone who uses the trackpad, like, you know, you use it all the time. Like that's the main thing you use on this remote. Um, how that's going to feel like, is that going to feel kind of like a little cramped? And am I going to end up using the D pad to go like click, 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 click versus just doing one swipe um, yeah. because this, the space is, is much smaller. We'll see. Good. Uh, I agree. I, I uh, just, Two other things I want to point out. I like that hey, they have a back button, and so they just changed the glyph of the 
previously they had menu. Yeah. So now it's a back. Chevron. So much better. Dude, I've been using Apple TV like that remote for years since it came out. I still am not like a hundred percent sure which button it which is which. <laughs> oh, between menu and so, TV. Yeah, uh, especially when they change the TV, uh, like the default behavior, instead of just going to the grid of apps to go to the TV app. Uh, and I think I waffled on that. Like I will, I will keep changing it because I wasn't sure what I wanted. Um, so this is way cleaner. I like it. Uh, also, I um, I like the the little like iPod click wheel thing you can scrub. Yeah, that's so interesting. You can just like do the circular motion on the D pad. Um, I'd be interesting to see like how much more precise that would be when you're like trying to find scrub, like you know, like a video. Yeah, and, and I'm cu- I'm gonna be curious to try that too, because <laughs> a lot of people were like, "This is amazing! Like, this is great!" And I think it's cool and clever, and it like definitely calls back to ipod days Mm -hmm. but like at the end of the day what you're what you're scrolling you're scrolling like a linear list (laughs) so how is the indirection of me like you know rotating this dial how is that better than going in a linear line like left to right like i that is like i'm not sure right i think you you just have more room for the gesture so if you want to really like find scrub more precise a very subtle swipe like it's it's hard to do like you know just a little swipe and if you do like a half a turn i feel like that's more precise right yeah that's a really good point uh so i think that's uh, and i believe uh that that's what they demoed with like fine scrubbing Mm -hmm. so they would rotate the thing and speaking of callback to ipod uh this design it looks exactly like the older uh apple tv remote (laughs) the aluminum one so you know all there's someone someone posted like a a picture with all of the remotes side by side and you can clearly see like okay natural evolution natural evolution the previous generation which feels like it's totally not part of the same family and then this new one which feels much more like the natural evolution than the one model before um and there's there's something I, i'm gonna tweet <laughs> soon that we can post the, the have the image in the the show art but i feel like it's exactly the same energy as the mac pro <laughs> where it's <laughs> right. like the previous cheese grater and the newest one feel like a natural evolution but then in the middle you kind of have this weird <laughs> like divergence and somehow both of them have the exact exactly the same like industrial design style of like being black true, and glossy <laughs> in the middle and the other ones being like silver <laughs> it's just exactly the same thing where and i think both of them are examples of apple trying something and everyone being like nope <laughs> and them sort of reverting back to what yeah. worked it'll, it'll only take them like five years but they'll do it yeah. um also uh, on top of that the calibration ui looks so cool oh yeah let's talk about that yeah uh i'm not entirely sure what they actually do (laughs) like how do they calibrate their own signal i mean i'm guessing in my mind they're like applying an instagram filter (laughs) on your image right pretty much yeah it's like the like noise canceling but for video right instead of audio it's like take the whatever and just try to compensate for how it's showing but hey all the that visual visualization the graphics it looks so cool ah they've been so good at this yeah i love these with like the heart rate 
EKG thing on the watch and like all, all these cool just like particle effect things it just looks cool yeah. there's no point to any of this <laughs> it's just like hey we need a person to hold their phone next to the TV for like five seconds showed something cool and futuristic and here it is yep. and I'm all for it <laughs> same uh, should we move on are you getting the remote oh yeah, yeah. Uh, oh yeah so good point you can buy the remote to 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 use with your existing Apple TV, I don't know how far back it goes, but with, with the newer models, um, you know what? I'm going to buy the whole like the new Apple TV. Oh, really? Apple. Interesting. So, yeah, add it to the add to cart. <laughs> what about you? I'm just going to get the remote. Okay, fair enough. The Apple TV box uh, is fine. I don't see any re- any way in which <laughs> this new one is going to be different for me. So, yeah, I'm going to. Uh, I'm. I'm just sure they'll show something at Dub Dub. I don't. It's like it's one of the Apple devices I actually use the most. Right. Like every day, uh, every TV, all the my TV watching is done through this little puck. It's been years since uh, since it has been updated. So I'm like, yep, it. You know, I think it's. I, I won't regret this this purchase. Yeah, so. that's a good point. That's a good point. Here you go. Uh, iMac. <laughs> yeah buddy i was so happy for you to for you to, to meet your new computer oh my god but correct me if i'm wrong i don't think this is it is this your new computer oh my god apple could not have put like a bigger sign like if they wrote in giant letters like on the keynote Kevin, do not buy this computer. Like it could not have been clearer. Yeah. Than what they did with this one. The you know how all the graphics has like hello. If you zoom out, that actually spells hello, Kevin. Uh, this is actually this not is your computer. Not Please for you. hold. Do not buy this. Uh huh. Oh my god, it's. I've been trying to, you know, it's been, it's been a day since this. I I got really excited and then really sad real fast. <laughs> I've had a day to sit with this, uh, like try to try to try to decode how I actually feel about this. And it's I am actually I really like this device. I just it, but it's still there's always that disappointment that kind of taints how I feel about this because I wanted to see more. I I, I wanted to see that the iMac line. And this is clearly the low end half of the iMac line. Please hold for the next half, which we'll probably announce, you know, later in the year or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that disappointment that I'm not seeing a higher end iMac, uh, it's tainting how I feel about this because I do feel like this as the entry model iMac for most people. Uh, this is lovely. This is a lovely computer. There's a lot of things that I don't like about it. It annoys me to death. Uh, and like, I would never buy this computer because of these things. But I, I can, I can admit that these things are not an issue for most people. In on, like, it, in it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be an issue for most people. So colors, heck yes. Like, oh my god, I'm so happy that they are embracing colors in not just the iMac, any computer. Like Jesus, it's time. Like I think I'm kind of tired of the the sterile like aluminum. This is interesting. 
I'm like, the colors look great. I would never get a computer with colors. <laughs> oh, me either. But I, it's just like the phone. But I like that they, they exist. Right. Like, if I were to go to an office and like see colorful IMAX around, like, oh, I like that I'm seeing this. If I go to like a hotel lobby reception thing and I see like a, a, uh, an orange iMac that kind of matches the decor of the place. Oh, that's nice. I like that. that I like to see that. It's not for me, but I do want to see yeah. it in the world. So totally, you know. And, and I think the colors are beautiful. Like the the pairing with the like the metal and the actually I'm not sure if they have a, it's a, it's a dual tone, right? Yep. So I think it's all metal, right? Like the back of the iMac is metal as well. Mm-hmm. It's all aluminum, yep. right? So anyway, I like, I think the colors are beautiful. The pairing is beautiful. Um but uh yeah, I mean I didn't want to jump straight ahead into like the chin and the white bezels, but I feel like maybe we have to. Yeah, it's like yeah. Uh, yeah I mean, this computer is, is beautiful for a style that I don't like. <laughs> right, right. Uh, That's a good way to put it. Uh, yeah. So I mean, uh, first, first off, I think they did exactly what we were expecting, right? Like, and there were rumors about this, but like. <laughs> I, I didn't need rumors to imagine what this computer might might look like, right? The uh, Pro Display XDR inspired uh, foot, uh, sort of like straight edges, iPad like screen. Uh, <laughs> what we weren't expecting, though, in my in my opinion, were two things, and and uh, excluding the colors, right? I think we had heard things about the colors. Cool colors are fun. Mm. I wasn't expecting there to still have a chin like a giant ass chin (laughs) with no apple logo by the way with no nothing and two a replacement of the black bezel by an entirely white bezel like the frame around the screen this white color i don't understand these decisions (laughs) uh so let's talk about the chin like i i don't understand if they're like they they like that it creates this more distinct slash classic uh like profile like actually not profile you know uh, view of it because if it was literally like if what i would like if i could art direct this and like make the computer for me uh, what i would do is like hey take that chin fold it back so there's a little hump in the back <laughs> i'm okay with that uh we have more room for ports uh i don't see it uh, and maybe it's not optimized for the side view and the back view, but it's optimized for the front view. But all of a sudden, if that was a computer, you looked at it, and there's really no way to to distinguish that from like any like the XDR display, let's say, right? If you except size, they will look exactly the same uh, from the front. And so I don't think just from pure marketing marketing thing, I don't think that Apple is interested in that too much. Um, but that. Do that, fold the chin back so it's out of sight, and and make the bezels black, of course, because it's a display. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't understand this. Like, they did this with phones, right? You had phones with white with white bezels. Uh, but, like, what, why, though? Like, why is what is happening? <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> why would you do that? No one likes that. It stands out so much. Like, you, like 99% of the time, you don't have that, like glaring white border around your, the screen that you're trying to look at it's just maddening and i think someone made a mock-up with it with a black border around 
even just like doing like one of these things, I think would go a long way. Either totally remove the chin and keep the white border or make keep the chin and then have the black border. Like I would mm. be willing to compromise on one of the two even like I would love to have both of them. <laughs> no chin plus a, a black border. But the combination of the two I just don't think is a good look. Yeah. And and it's optimizing I like I think I was talking to some people on on Twitter and they were like, "Oh, like maybe it's an engineering thing. Like if you look if you look at it, the computer part are basically entirely in the chin. Um so maybe the then have space or whatever. Um I think that's entirely a design decision, right? Like it's it's a choice to choose this set of compromise that led them to this decision. Um mm-hmm. they could have made this thicker probably probably and just not have any chin right like make it double the width i do not care <laughs> if you're able to hide the chin <laughs> that would be totally worth it for me like it's just it's a decision that you make just like any other decision um yeah yeah so slightly disappointed in that it's also the yeah. smaller display right it's not the 27 right. inch it's the 21 yeah they kept the 27 inch uh, around which again is telling us like, yep, you know, this is not replacing that. Um, it is 24. So the, the previous one was 21. So it is bigger than what it's replacing. Um, and fun fact, 24 inches was the previous IMAX size before they went with. So before they had 24 in 30 or 32. Uh, and eventually they went for 21 and a half to in 27. Um, so it's, it's that middle ground. It's good. I, I think 24 is a, is a nice size. Uh, I don't think it's... It's not 4K. I think it's 4.5K, I think. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. If, you know what? Like Again, if, if we just treat this as like the entry model iMac for the... It's a MacBook Air of MacBooks, mm-hmm. right? So there'll be a MacBook Pro. Actually, that's a terrible analogy. Uh, anyway, it's like entry model. I think it's cute. I love that there's a yellow iMac. Yeah. And I think it looks pretty. And I think all oh, this like chin and even the white bezels, I think most people, like the people who would buy this, they are not bothered by it. And it creates this, this distinct computer that doesn't really look like other computers. And I think it looks pretty. Yeah. And it looks great from the side and the back. <laughs> Yes. That was like 100% how it was optimized. Uh, and I like how like in every little, every desk that you see this featured in, the desk is not facing a wall. Because we know that most desks are not facing walls, right? <laughs> um, it's facing the rest of the room. <laughs> but uh, I loved the the color coordination yeah. in every single video in, in picture. Uh, it's, wow, uh, looks really good. Like I want to live in every of these spaces i love that people have imax in the kitchen i've never seen one but i love that they believe that that's a thing i've always thought this was kind of an old school thing (laughs) like an old person like oh like we'll have the computer (laughs) on the kitchen (laughs) counter so again i think this is a beautiful great great product but it's again tainted tainted by the disappointment that it's not for me and I think that's okay. I would have loved to be in the meeting where someone argued that they shouldn't put an Apple logo on the front, on the chin. Yeah. Um, I think it's it looks odd because I'm just, I expect to see something there just because I've been looking yeah. at an iMac for so long. Uh, but I do think it's better, actually. And, and it's going, what, who said this? Was it Steve Jobs? Like the whole thing of like, you shouldn't be looking at our logo and you never had 
like logos facing mm-hmm. the user. Um, usually, logo is more of like a marketing thing. It's like it's almost like a sticker. It's for other people to see that you have, <laughs> you know, an Apple device. So in the in the iMac, like you never had an Apple logo facing you when you're using your laptop, mm-hmm. right? Um, you you might have something saying MacBook, but that that's it. Right. So. Yeah, it kind of looks like empty. <laughs> that space feels like weird, but uh, I like it. What it reminded me of is the first time we saw the new Tesla design language for their cars. I think it was Model 3, right? Where they removed the front grille of the car. And it was like, ah, there's something that's missing here. And we collectively lost our minds over this for like a month. And then now it's like, Teslas are great, right? Like, we don't we don't feel like it's weird, and so it's, the same thing's probably going to happen here, where we're like, we just get used to this, and then after that, yeah. we look at IMAX with an Apple logo there, and we're like, how did we ever live with this? So agreed. But I'm more mad about the chin being there than not being an IMAX <laughs> <Yes>. logo there. <laughs> uh, I love the MagSafe. On an iMac. Yeah, that's really I like that. It's funny that that's the first place we see it coming back. Yeah, and I'm not sure. Like, that was the one part that wasn't super clear to me. I don't know if this is actually MagSafe or not, or if this is a pretty strong magnet. That is just, like, it's nicer to have a magnet, even if that magnet is extremely strong. Yeah. No, good point. Yeah, I I actually don't think they ever called it MagSafe. Yeah. Uh, and I, it's it's like retina. It's one of those things. Like, what does it mean? Well, it means whatever they wanted to mean when it was right. convenient. And I think MagSafe they will probably market it as a thing. Like, you know, it's easy to pop out. Or if you trip on the cord, it's fine. And in this case, that's not really the story they want to tell. Because mm-hmm. um, if someone trips on a cord and it unplugs your iMac, <laughs> your iMac is dead. Right. Like, it doesn't have a battery. Right. Like, it's not a great experience to showcase. So that's definitely not what they want. Yeah. Um, what question I had for you. Yeah. What is the the power cable on your Pro Display XDR? It's a beautiful, thick braided um like it looks like the old iMac one. I have three pins. Oh, okay. It's not um, a magnet. Okay. It's that. So somehow, I don't know why, I was under the impression that this was similar to like this one that it was magnetized. No, what is magnetized is the the mechanism and how the display connects to the stand or the visa mount. Right. That there's magnets there and the whole experience is magical because you're holding this very expensive heavy monitor like oh my god oh my god oh my god oh my god how do i attach this to this stand it's right i can't even see back there because i have the monitor in front of me right and yeah that experience is pretty magical but that's yeah that's not what they are doing here this is new this is a whole new uh connector thing and i i'm not a fan of the fact that the the power brick now it's not in the computer so it's a separate brick yeah but honestly it's fine. It's one of those things I could prefer not to have it, but if I do, it's okay. Um, yeah, I mean, there's something I like about this, though, that because uh, they have the Ethernet port in there, and honestly, I've that never plugged the Ethernet port on on any of my computers because, I don't know, I don't care. Um, You're missing out. Maybe. I don't know. Um, my Wi-Fi goes, like, on, on Wi-Fi, I get, like, I don't know, 300, 400 megs. And if I plug an Ethernet cable, it goes like 800, mm. 900. Right. I'm I'm thinking like, you only put in Ethernet plug on here, put more things. <laughs> like <laughs> have four USB plugs down here. Have, you know, like have as many ports as you can because it's actually 
pretty nice to have these things off of the monitor and you can have them like all plugged like neatly whether it's like me that is like tucked away under your desk uh, or like there's a saying like on the floor i think on the floor is a little weird but um okay i my my initial uh reaction is to agree with you but if i think about it I actually i actually don't agree i think like this this power brick is supposed to be on the floor or like tucked under the desk or something but most likely on the floor and you know the the snake you know the the cord just sticks around to the plug, and an Ethernet cord is very similar in where it probably comes from either a wall or somewhere else like far, right? Like you don't have your modem in your desk; it's probably somewhere else. Um, so having those cables connect like outside of your desk, I think, makes sense. If you add any other peripheral, let's say stuff that I have attached to my computer right now, uh, I have a webcam, I have. Uh, uh, like the the microphone, I have uh, a, a, a SSD drive or whatever. All these things are on the desk with me. If I had them connect to the brick that's on the floor, it's actually counterintuitive. That doesn't work really well in terms of cable management. And and yeah, I mean, I'm thinking like you have these things like uh, under your desk, like I do, like with a little right. like hammock thing. Uh, because it's like, hey, like the SSD drives, like I don't want to see those. Like I don't want to have them dangling around my right. my computer. But I see your point. I see your point. Like that's probably why they didn't double down on that. But I think it's it's smart, right? It's a smart idea because uh, and it's it's smart to have this on the desktop. Like that's probably where you want what most people connect to the Ethernet cables. Not really their laptops because mm-hmm. their laptops are portable, are on the move, and. Plugging an Ethernet card is not convenient. So I think it makes sense to see this on yeah. iMac. I doubt they'll bring this to to a to a laptop brick um, because of that. But so I, anyway, I, I feel like honestly, this is this is them just like trying to get rid of ports uh, and move them somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Anyone likes to have dongles on the back of their their thing, yeah. and Ethernet is like a big one that they still can't get rid of. <laughs> yeah. So and that cable looks amazing <laughs> yeah it, it's color coordinate like, they match the color of the imac with the cable yeah, can we cable. appreciate all the dedication they had in this in color matching everything that is true <laughs> also okay can we talk about the peripherals now uh, yeah let's do it so uh you have matching uh, peripherals so again they match all the colors the peripherals are not that different so that you have a, an updated magic mouse which as far as i can tell it's exactly the yeah. same the just the, the the aluminum on the bottom matches the color uh and then you have a trackpad which they say a revised shape what i think they mean is just they updated the coordinate radius yep. to match the keyboard mm-hmm. um but again same color uh just the the aluminum on the bottom matches uh, oh, both the both the trackpad and mouse. The top is white, and you have no options there. And then you have an updated um, keyboard, and you have three options for keyboards. There's three variant options, not including the colors. All of these options are available in all the colors. This it's so quote unquote like anti Apple or not the way Apple usually does <laughs> so things. So many skews on this. <laughs> Jesus. So you have the 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 like. What do you call like the the regular sized keyboard without the the key the, the number pad the regular sized keyboard? <laughs> sure, <laughs> you have a regular sized keyboard 
with no touch ID, which is like the cheapest option, you have a regular size keyboard with touch ID. So where you have the eject button or whatever it is on that place mm-hmm. now, uh, it's a touch ID. And you have a full size, actually not full size, the extended with the numpad keyboard with touch ID. So you have three different SKUs of keyboards. All of these include all the colors for all the, the iMacs. Uh, and they all have white keycaps. That's an important detail that I'll come back in a second. And apparently, as far as I can tell, you can't buy them separately. Uh, and as far as I can tell, although I have doubts on this one, I think they only work with the iMac. Or no, it, or so it, I saw some tweets about this. So okay, they will work me. with any Mac, um, just as normal Bluetooth. Okay. However the uh, touch id that only works with m1 max but okay. that will still work with a laptop even if it's like an, an m1 laptop um so but you can only Listen buy up. it right now i think with the imac that's that's the thing so you can only buy it with the imac but if you do have it then it'll still work with your m1 with Touch ID, and then if you have other computers that are non-M1, it'll work as a normal Bluetooth keyboard, but Touch ID won't work. Okay, that makes sense. That makes more sense. I think this is just a matter of time. Just yeah. like with the the first iMac Pro was the first time we saw peripherals in black, uh, and the only way to get those was if you bought an iMac Pro, and it was just a matter of months until they they probably like could produce enough that they, they could sell it separately as well. Uh, I bet the same is going to happen here because even like yeah, they have to sell you another one at some point, right? Like, let's say you break your keyboard. Now what? Like, you never have a keyboard again? <laughs> exactly. Just to replace your yeah. I was really excited about these until I realized that oof, like I these will never work on my desk. Like, I would either have to replace everything because uh, I have like all black all things, and, right? And right now having white keycaps, um, no thank you. <laughs> so. so. As much as I want Touch ID, uh, well, actually, I can buy them right now, so don't even. There's no point in thinking about this. But like, okay, um, Kevin, there's clearly like an iMac. Uh, I don't know if you're going to call it Pro. Let's call it iMac Pro. Uh, they're going to have a, an iMac Pro with black bezels. Oh God, I hope so. Uh, the M2 chip. It's going to come in 30 or 32 inches, so it could potentially be the same size as the XDR display. Uh, black peripherals. No chin, um, right? <laughs> Not sure about that. But. Oh, actually, that, you know what? That That's probably why they have the white bezels, is that it matches the peripherals with the white peripherals. Yeah, I guess. And that will be the, the differentiator with the Pro model, which is black Did you accents. In the, you know, Did you see your oh, messages? I sent you a picture that I created, my the computer of my dreams. <laughs> so you see the picture. It's... It's uh, okay. So it's, it's it, I'm going to describe this picture. It's uh, it's the, this new iMac without the chin. So Kevin, where did a computer go? What's a computer? Um, it's it's uh, black bezels, but also black back, and the aluminum is like a, a space gray, dark black thing. This would be so glorious. I really hope <laughs> we can get something. Else. I mean, the reality is there's probably a black chin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in front of this thing, but it might be like way thinner because if they go also wider display, like you know a thirty-two inch display, you pro- you're going to have more horizontal space, so you can probably shorten the height. Right. Um, but 
Yeah, yeah. This honestly, this is perfect. Actually, this is what I expected to see. <laughs> Same. So yeah, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna wait for for this. Obviously, um, I need the bigger screen size. I want something more powerful than just M1 with a stronger GPU. Um, I also want the darker peripherals. Uh, mm-hmm. I do like though the new corner radius, right? Like the rounder peripherals. Even if like they that means that like one arrow key is not like the the other one because it's more rounded on one side. Yeah. Um, but I do like that. Uh, sure. Th- this is a thing that I think we're we're seeing, and maybe it's just like a design trend. But I feel like the rounder you you make something, <laughs> like you at first it's like ooh that's really rounded, and then you wait a week and then you go back to a less rounded thing and you're like ew. <laughs> That is the rounder one is so much nicer and friendlier. So, uh, any thoughts on the fact that they didn't round up the actual display, which was something we've yeah talked about? I think it was rumored or whatever. I'm actually a little sad. Uh, that doesn't seem like a thing they're gonna do on Max. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't seem like it now. I still think they could have, and I still think it would have been cool, but yeah, they decided they wouldn't. (laughs) So, there's this uh article on Mac rumors, uh titled 14-inch and 16-inch MacBook Pro models with XDR displays expected to launch later this year. Ooh. So, yeah, so uh, this is like... The, the XDR display, it makes me so nervous. So, wait, so is it a new XDR display? Is that what they're saying? No, it's like they're... We're going to talk about iPad in a second. They're going to bring that mini LED, which they call the XDR display on the iPad. It's like that same technology right. on the MacBooks. Nice. Yeah, can't wait. Yeah, so not a separate so, display, just like the new display. Yeah, and that's something, too, that I was thinking with this, because it's like, okay, now I'm not getting my iMac right away. Um, if this is if this pushes us to later in the year, then maybe I'm not getting an iMac at all, after all. And I'm at that point, I'm just getting the, the external display. And then, I mean, hopefully... <laughs> really really hope that the external display doesn't have a chin right (laughs) at least that (laughs) won't have a chin surely um so who knows like maybe i don't know i don't know what i end up with like maybe i do end up with an external this new external display and maybe i end up getting like a, a mac pro like the new mac pro that comes out and that's my like pro 3d machine I think you are going to get whatever is next, whatever's first. <laughs> yes. It's either, <laughs> for sure. if it's just a new laptop with like... Well, I'm getting the laptop inch, regardless, that's for sure. You're getting the laptop. But if a new iMac Pro, like, the you know, with no chain black bezels comes out first, you're going to get that. And if just a regular old, like, just a new external display comes out first, you'll get that first yeah, anyways. Yeah, getting that too. Right? <laughs> like it, so I think that that... That the the roadmap dictates your next purchase. I feel pretty like. much, pretty much. Um, yeah, I mean, anything else on iMac or 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 is that it? Yeah, I think that's it. Basically, like the, I, I think we should treat this as this is the entry level one. This iMac, it's not for us. <laughs> so we just ha- all have to be a little bit more patient and and wait for our iMac <laughs> to arrive. And uh, I'm hoping that they do go more in the lines of like what I'm thinking with this uh, this bad Photoshop that I made. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I'm also like 
I'm kind of of two minds on this. Like, I'm half hoping that they will create sort of like what my vision is, maybe plus an extra chin um, for the pro computers. Mm-hmm. But I'm also thinking like on the other hand, I'm like, there's something interesting about these iMacs, even though that's not really quite my style, that it's a very new design language for Apple. Yeah. Like that it just doesn't fit. Like it's not a gray slab <laughs> and gray and black. Like it, and it does feel like there's it feels fresh in a way that even yeah. like my mock-up i think looks amazing and is way more to my taste but doesn't feel fresh like feel it feels like yeah. right in line with what what you'd expect so this makes every other apple computer uh look old immediately and to be fair they are old <laughs> so <laughs> uh but even the new uh, like uh, Mac Pro and XDR design language with all of the little holes, even that feels like not as modern and cool as this one. Um, like to be fair, I don't, actually don't know how I feel about the holes in my display. <laughs> to be also to be fair, I never see them because they're facing right. the wall. Uh, but but yeah, this this feels this feels so cool. And we keep saying that like, this is not for us, us like Kevin and I, because I feel like. If you if you listen to this like you want just a good computer, uh, like this is as fast as this is the, the, like the fastest Mac you can get is as fast as the computer I have now. Like all the M1, the performance wise, incredibly capable. It's not like oh I need a more powerful one, not necessarily. Uh, and it's it's a big display, twenty four inches is not as big as maybe the previous one or whatever or the XDR, but it's it's plenty big, and it's and it looks great, it looks fresh, it looks cool. So. When I say it's not for us, it's just because we kind of know what's coming. Like, we kind of know what else there is, and we prefer that. <laughs> yeah. And, but you do say, like, oh, like, 24-inch, that's that's big enough. If you're using a 27-inch right now, this is not big enough. <laughs> like there's, but most people there's, aren't. There's most no people are not using 27 inches. <laughs> so just, just FYI, like, if you're going from a 27-inch one, I think this, this is a no-go. In my opinion, like I could never go back to a smaller size. So I don't know. Anyways, right. I think that's it for iMac. It's it's certainly the most interesting announcement of this entire keynote. Totally, like, certainly like some, new design a lot language for us to talk about colors. Yeah. All right. Uh, iPad Pro. Actually, I can. I, I don't have a lot to say. Here. I don't care about the iPad. iPad Pro. Pro exactly like we said last week. Uh, I'm not excited about iPad hardware because the hardware has been plenty good. Uh, no one is asking for faster iPads, uh, and it this it's just like the Apple TV one. I feel like this is another product in where what we saw in this event is half of the story, and we're going to see the other half of the story at Dub Dub uh, in in a couple months. Like this, the iPad Pro. If there's anything to point out about iPad. It's not the hardware. Like that's not the problem. The problem is the uh, uh, software and like the story. Like, what do you want us to use this for? Like, what is the story here? And so, there's not a lot here. Um, it has an M1. It was interesting that they kept they kept M1. You know, like the branding of the chip because oof, that chip is so hot right now. <laughs> Every YouTuber has like 40 videos saying, "Oh my god!" with a little thumbnail yep. of them like going, "Whoa." Um, so they're embracing that the hype of the m1 chip it's really interesting right because the m1 
is amazing on the Mac and has, it's probably like the best branding of any chip ever yeah. created, right? But it's only like impressive in the context of Mac, in the context of iPad. It's totally not impressive because it's essentially what iPad used to have, right? <laughs> like, so. That's a good point. It, yeah. it, like, it, they're trying to bring the halo effect, but it's like, you're not gonna like all of a sudden like use your new iPad with M1 and be blown away by performance, right? Because no, like it's just it might be a tiny bit faster than the one that that I have in my two year old iPad, right? Like, so I don't know. It it is interesting in that in that sense. Also, they're putting this M1 chip in the iPad Pro as sort of I think a, a signal to be like, look, iPad is Pro, right? Um, but it, it's kind of funny when you think about it because this, the M1 chip is actually in Apple's non-pro Max, <laughs> right? Like we're expecting all the, the real oh, pro yeah. Max to have doing. something other than, than M1, whether that's M1X or M2 or whatever. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It's, it, it is interesting, like, uh, in, in terms of branding decision that they just decided fuck it let's go with m1 no that's a good point i I didn't think of it that way uh how yeah by using the bring by bringing the m1 to ipad they're actually downplaying the ipad power because all of a sudden now you're comparing it to the max right and that's something they never did before they would never say you know an ipad is 10 times faster than the macbook pro or whatever right and even though they will never say that, they will never compare their own devices. Like they will never pit them against uh, against each other. But now it's the same ship, so we can make our own, you know, assumptions and our own comparisons. Um, what that is a good yeah, point. One thing I'm curious too is: is this really just a marketing name, or is it literally the same chip? Like I don't know if someone's looked into this, but oh uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I mean, you saw Tim Cook uh, steal one and put it on an iPad, so I would say it's the same. Honestly, I, I I believe it's the same. I have you know no reasons not to believe it's it's not. So even like same limitations are here. So RAM's kept at mm. sixteen. All the I/O story uh, is very similar. Even on like iMac, they are capped at like two Thunderbolt and two USB-C. So that's why this new iPad has now Thunderbolt. It's probably because now it's using this chip and this chip, you know, can. I got to say, like, I think we can expect a lot of great improvements of these these chips (laughs) because Apple is like now like taking so many of its computers and making them all the same uh, architecture. So, like, think about all the engineering that was necessary to support all of these different types of chips before. And now it's starting to look like, hey, they're all running the same. Like, they're the same computer, basically, just with a different yeah. display on top. And that's pretty interesting. Which then leads you right into a place that Apple probably doesn't want you uh, sniffing around, which is, okay, if it's the same chip, can it run Mac apps? Because, like, the Mac can run iOS apps now. There was a whole thing about moving to to apple silicon so what's your excuse now the ipad already has keyboard and touchpad you know mouse support you know what is your excuse now well what's the excuse now i mean it doesn't make sense to use mac os with fingers that's it i mean does it make sense to use ipad apps with the cursor 
Barely. <laughs> I mean, I, I I think it goes both ways, I think. Yeah, but um, I mean, how many iPad apps do you use on your Mac right now? Uh, zero. Right? Like, Because I don't want to. Like, if I could use Ferret on my Mac, mm. actually, I might. Actually, no, because the Apple Pencil. But, like, if I could use Final Cut on my iPad, please. Right. Like, I would. Yeah, well, uh, but I, I think the story is more about, like, optimizing those apps so have mm-hmm. you know through catalyst or just with ui magic to have them be optimized for whatever platform it is and it's still the same app you know under the under the covers but it's a little bit optimized depending on the platform i think to me that's that's sure. the ideal because otherwise i don't really want to use an app with giant touch targets on my mac and i'd don't think I can use Mac apps with tons and tons of controls on the iPad. So, sure, I agree. It's not, but the more they can share, experience. the better because again, it's less work, <laughs> easier to develop. Right. So, it's not an optimal experience, and they are not really pushing that uh, thing. It was more of like now you can because the Mac had a lot to gain by all of a sudden tapping into this great yeah. ecosystem of like apps in the App Store. Yeah. And this, the reverse is not really true. It's not like the iOS now all of a sudden can take advantage of Mac apps because who cares? But it's just like it never made sense going one way. I think it makes as little sense going the other. But people are going to ask the question. Like they don't have good reasons and good excuses as to like why they're not allowing this. And to be f- fair, they just announced this chip on the iPad. Maybe that will be part of you know wwdc maybe i doubt it but maybe but anyway it's just it's just i think it's an obvious thing you know people are gonna ask so uh the one interesting feature on this ipad is center stage yeah yeah yeah. um what do you think i think i mean i think that's (laughs) cool so basically the Mm -hmm. the ipad now has uh ultra wide camera and so when whenever you're doing facetime calls the camera kind of like zooms in and makes sure that it can follow you around and I think that's great. That's a super useful features uh, feature. I've definitely did the thing where I like have the iPad on the counter as I'm like cooking or whatever and doing a FaceTime with a family member. And yeah, having that will be super useful. I also think this will be incredibly useful for, dare I say, like older older folks. <laughs> like we've been doing. <laughs> Obviously, like, I had never done any FaceTime with my grandparents before. Like, we used to see them in person, and that's how we would talk to them. Mm-hmm. But obviously, in the last year, we started doing that. It's still very difficult for them to aim <laughs> the camera in a way that we can see them well. <laughs> so anything that can help, uh, just, like, put them in the center of the, the screen and, like, have them be in the image, <laughs> like, that would be great um so uh, yeah i like that feature i think that's a good one and on one hand is like well actually that makes more sense on a mac because the ipad is a device that you can easily move so you could, you could manually center yourself but you know the mac have the worst cameras ever and so you have to crop your image in order to do this and cropping an already small 1080p videos the you know image is not good anyway but the placement of a camera on an ipad and especially ipad pro is awful because it's on the side and you're probably going to use your ipad on landscape so i can never it's always awkward when i'm on a video call which to be fair it's you know i rarely 
do that. But when I am, it's like, Jesus, either I have my finger always close to the camera or it's just, I'm, you know, you see the side of my face. Right. It's awkward. So uh, this would be one way that you could, it would probably help in that department. Although, you know, there's physics. Your iPad is really like close to you. So this, the fact that it has an ultra wide camera, it's going to help because it's going to like, you know, zoom out a little bit. So it's not right in your face. So it's cool. I really wish they would just bite the bullet and truly make the iPad a landscape device. <laughs> you just put it on the yeah. other side, please. That would be so much better. Especially because it's not like you have a thicker bezel on, on like the sides and at the top. It's the same. Like, you know, sure, I guess it would require some redesign of the internals. But yeah, I, I would agree. Especially the, 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 the Pro in where... The whole story is that you have a keyboard and you have the thing, you know, it's always on, on landscape. So I do agree. This is one of those features that I feel like now now it's just a matter of time for people to expect this in pretty much every device. And by the way, they're going to like open up this API. So it's not just FaceTime. So if you're on Zoom or whatever, you, you can, these apps can, t- can, can use this. Nice. So, yeah. Uh, so the thing I thought you were going to mention is the, the, the bigger one, the, 12.91 has a liquid retina xdr display best and brightest so it's the is that mini lsd thing uh, uh not LSD, <laughs> mini led thing <laughs> show title mini led thing that we that we talked about last week it has how many like little things lights wait i forget yeah i forget like anyway a, a teraflop or something <laughs> I don't know. 10,000 mini LEDs. And I think before it had like 70 something. Mm. <laughs> so technically it's like the, the actual light. And at OLED, every pixel has its own light. Um, this is like not not quite. Actually, I, I wanted to compare this with the XDR display. Because I feel like this is even better. <laughs> uh, on XDR, the, on my XDR display, like the, the little zones that it lights up. Like if you have a black screen in, let's say, the Apple logo in the middle which you would see if you're rebooting your computer mm-hmm. or installing an update you could see like around the apple logo it's brighter you can see like the light bleed if you will mm-hmm. it's because it's lighting up that whole area mm-hmm. so th- this honestly look looks like it's better which is making me really nervous about future like xdr everywhere um like like I said, like the rumored the rumored fourteen inch and sixteen inch MacBook Pro is gonna have an XDR display like this and now the iPad and I'm like, wait, <laughs> then but why is it why doesn't it have fans and why doesn't it cost five thousand dollars? Like you know, what's I mean, same thing for happening? the stand, right? Like the stand is like a thousand dollars and it comes it's not quite the same, but it's like eighty percent right. of the way there in a com- an entire computer <laughs> that's like twelve hundred dollars. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't get it. Ooh, r- r- super quick aside on that on that stand on iMac. It's annoying that they only have one rotation point. Yes. Like, oof, make the height adjustable. Jesus, because now you know people have to put books in yeah. Apple boxes. And I would love, that, I mean, this thing. is another thing I want to see on the pros. Let me pay, like, even if it's a $1,000 upgrade, let me <laughs> pay the $1,000 and give me that Pro XDR stand, right? That I can oh my God. up and down. <laughs> Like, I don't even care. You're the only person who said that. I will do it, right? Like, I'd be willing to do it because the reason why I'm not getting the Pro Display XDR is not because I 
don't necessarily want to pay this insane amount of money is because it's missing features that I need, like a camera, yeah, like a microphone, like speakers. Uh, speakers. So anyway, cool beans, cool iPad, uh, 5G. No one cares. <laughs> 5G, 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 Thunderbolt. No one cares. Uh, there's a white Magic Keyboard. Okay, and um. Does a like a the Apple Pencil is updated, but I don't know what's different. Is it? Is it not? I don't think I don't so. Maybe not. I thought it was. Yeah, maybe it's not. And I think uh, honestly, my favorite thing about this iPad was the commercial. Like, oh my god, that video was so so good. I don't remember. <laughs> I think I zoned out. Honestly, <laughs> I was so bored during that segment. <laughs> It's my favorite video. And also, when I rewatched the keynote, I rewatched it a second time. I skipped the iPad. <laughs> Dude, go watch that video right now. Uh, it's incredible. It. I can watch, watch it after it. this. Okay, I think I think that's it. Anything else from the event, or can we can we close this? No, that's it. I I mean I, I think it was a really interesting event. It was more packed than we expected. Yeah um there's a lot of like i'll I'll be very curious to see the reviews of the imac and see people actually Mm -hmm. using it um i'll be for me like to to recap i'll be getting one tile and then i'll be getting the apple tv remote so i'll be looking forward to trying these things out and these will be the first apple products that i buy in a really long time so um (laughs) yeah i think this was a good event cool yeah Agreed. And, you know, WWDC is right around the corner. So excited. So, cool. Okay, uh, let's close this down with recommendations, as we always do. It's part of our contract. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I can start because I don't see uh, anything from Kevin in the show notes. <laughs> um, my recommendation is something that I, like, found out and tweeted 10 minutes before we started recording. Um, so the, the, these new iMacs have a new screensaver. It's part of Big Sur. Uh, where it's like colorful, uh, like hand-drawn hello in different languages. And I think it looks pretty neat. Um, turns out if you are running, uh, what is it, the Big Sur 11.34, whatever, the new Big Sur update that is coming now. It's been in beta for a while. Um, so part of that, uh, actually it includes that screensaver, but for some weird reason it's not accessible to you like via the just the system preferences. Um, so my recommendation is that screensaver. But if you're listening to this and you don't have a fancy new iMac, you probably don't because I don't think they're available yet. Uh, this is how you do it to get that screensaver. You go to your system and library folder, uh, and then you, you look for the screensaver directory. And inside, you see all the built-in default screensavers. Uh, it's a file format it ends in dot saver. In one of them, it's called hello.saver. That's the screensaver that for some reason doesn't appear in system preferences. So you would think, oh, so I double click and it installs. Not quite, <laughs> almost there. What you have to do is just create a copy and move it, let's say, to the desktop, like move it somewhere else and rename it. Because I'm pretty sure they just have, like, they hard coded this, like the hello.saver screensaver does not work. But if you rename that, to you know whatever hello mac hello rafa um if you do that and then double click then it will install in system preferences and it's a pretty neat screensaver 
Um, it's you know it, it's compatible. It has HDR. Uh, it's sharp, so if you have a big display, looks good. It has a bunch of options, so uh, you can you can have different themes. Uh, it has soft tones. It has the spectrum, which is default. It has a minimal, like just black and white. Um, it also has two preferences. You can show hello in all languages or just English. And you can have it match your system preferences or, I mean, system appearance. So if you're running dark mode, it will show like a dark muted screensaver and light. It's all bright. Anywho, that's my that's my recommendation. Nice. That's awesome. Uh, so my recommendation this week is this product called Happy Ears. <laughs> They're basically earplugs. Happy Ears. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. So I wear earplugs sometimes for sleep um, and I have incredibly small ears. <laughs> I've tried like <laughs> I've tried so many things um, and, and like even going to the wire cutter and like finding the recommendations and trying to find like what is the smallest earplug I can get that will fit in my ear. And even then it, I still found them incredibly uncomfortable. And one day, randomly out of the blue, I saw this Instagram ad for this company called Happy Ears or this product called Happy Ears. And uh, it piqued my curiosity because they're pretty different in the way that they're designed. And they have three sizes. So I ordered it. I was like, you know, let's, let's just try it. Why not? Probably they're not going to fit well, but at least I'll try it. I'll have tried it. So I got the small ones. And they're amazing. So comfortable. So comfortable. Like, finally found a pair of earplugs that I can wear and sleep with, no problem. And, like, not have my ears just, like, hurting in the morning when I wake up. These are really great. Obviously, maybe you have to find the, the right size for you. Or if you don't have small ears, like, I don't know if this is a problem that other people have, but I know... <laughs> <laughs> because I have really small ears, just like never been comfortable for me. Uh, and these are just absolutely, absolutely great. So really love them. And nice packaging. Wow, too. cool. Made in Sweden. Yeah, it's the first it's the first thing that I bought from an Instagram ad. And I'm pretty happy about it. <laughs> you didn't buy a, a poncho? <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> oh, you're missing out. <laughs> uh, hey, listeners, if you know what we're talking about... Please let us know on on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, tweet at us. We are at layout. We'll, we'll we'll give you a shout out as a layout OG that you know the, this reference. Reference. <laughs> uh, yeah, follow us at layout FM. I'm at Rafahari. Kevin is at Vernal Kick. Uh, hey, I checked because I was looking at like the new podcast app. I checked our show on podcasts, the Apple Podcasts, and I noticed something I never do because I never uh, look there. I noticed that we have a rating. Oh, really? Nice. Because <laughs> uh, people can leave reviews. Some of the reviews are pretty nice. Some, Some? are weird. Really? Any new weird ones? <laughs> uh, no new weird ones, I don't think. <laughs> yeah, we have some weird reviews. Some good reviews. If you're listening to this right now, you can hopefully leave us a good weird review uh, and help us bump that uh, score up, which I forget uh, what's, our score, what's our rating right now, but... You know, could be better. I think it was like low fours. And in the meantime, if you want to check out our website, that's layout.fm. 
uh we'll be here next week and once again huge thanks to around for sponsoring layout once again go check them out amazing product we're using it right now go to around.co that's a-r-o-u-n-d dot c-o that was that was incredibly hard for me right now because it's like 1 a.m uh so you know (laughs) go check them out uh and uh we'll be here next week goodbye kevin bye